Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, and today's book review is The 10x Rule by Grant Cardone. And this is the last book review of the season. It wasn't supposed to be things, but the books I had, the book I planned on doing, it just didn't work out. And speaking of things not working out, I'm hoping this one turns out good. I'm a little annoyed because all of my notes for this book review got deleted. My notes app broke. And so all of my countless notes of all sorts of stuff, not just this episode, but all sorts of stuff got deleted. I'm very annoyed about it. Luckily, most of them were backed up, but a few of them, like for instance this book, were not. However, luckily, The 10x Rule is a very popular book, for good reason, and so I was able to steal other people's book summary notes. Instead of having to reread the whole thing yet again, which isn't a bad thing to do, but I don't like rereading a book that I literally just reread. And so I borrowed some other people's notes, and I still had a few of my notes um, that I had saved elsewhere. So with that said, let's talk about the book, The 10x Rule, and what the heck The 10x Rule is. Basically, the entire premise of this book is simply, if you want what you want out of life, you need to take 10 times the amount of action and pursue 10 times the amount, the size of goals. The more you do and the bigger your goals are, the more like and the more action you take to achieve those giant goals, the more likely you are of achieving the smaller goals that you want. Basically, the premise of this book is to be a madman and pursue what you want above and beyond any reasonable amount. Because the biggest mistake most people make in life is not setting high enough goals and not taking enough action. And underestimating the amount of action that is required. If you have this goal and you think it'll take just a little bit of action, and then when you start pursuing the goal, you realize that it'll take way, way more action, you get frustrated and quit. If you want to achieve anything, it'll take a lot of work and you will need to do a lot more than you ever think is actually required for that. And when you take 10x action, you will be able to achieve far more than anybody else. I take 10x action all the time. I've written books, I have a podcast, I have multiple businesses, I have investment properties, I have multiple programs, like for instance this podcast, my TikTok on self-reliance. And everybody's like, how on earth do you have enough time to do all of that? Well, the answer is, I just take more action. Everyone else wastes time watching things that they don't even want to watch that they find boring. More action equals more results. Your thoughts and actions are what led you to where you are right now. And your thoughts and actions will lead you to where you want to or will lead you to where you're going in the future. Make sure that your thoughts and actions are directed, set giant goals for what you want, and put in the thoughts and actions that are required to achieve those goals and make them 10 times, make them big. So that way, uh, Les Brown has a quote that I love and it's, if you shoot for 
The moon and you miss, at least you will land among the stars. Aim for the giant goal. And if the consolation prize is what your original goal would have been anyway, well, then you're not going to be too unhappy. And if you put in the massive amount of action trying to achieve that giant goal, well, then achieving the smaller goal is almost guaranteed. And to go farther than you ever thought was possible, you'll have to take action and beliefs and thinking more than what you've been doing. The normal is get up five minutes before you're supposed to be at work. Lollygag at work, wasting your time watching, scrolling the internet, pretending to work, maybe doing about two hours of work, that's the average, and then coming home and binging on TV. That's the average. No one's going to achieve their dreams that way. You either need to maximize your time while you're at work instead of scrolling through internet wasting time, do th productive things wasting time on the clock, or, and probably both, after you get off of work, you go home and you stare at a wall and yell at people about how they need to work more. So, 10x, think more and do more. So why should you keep working once you've achieved a certain f level of financial success? Because people, contrary to popular belief, because most jobs suck, you actually feel better when you're working. Not when you're at work, but when you're working on your goals. When you are being productive for yourself, you feel good. You rarely feel good when you've been doing nothing. Now, resting is its own thing. But when you're lollygagging, bored miserable because you're not doing anything, that's something else. But also, you need to, being unsuccessful is, being unsuccessful is self, selfish. I have trouble with that word. Selfish. Being unsuccessful is selfish. And I'm not just talking about financially. Be, having an unsuccessful marriage is being selfish. And usually it's unsuccessful because you're, you or your partner or both of you are being selfish. But it's if you let your marriage fall apart, you're being selfish and screwing your kids up. If you're, and take that with a grain of salt. Don't cancel me, people. Um, if you are financially unsuccessful, you can't help people financially. One of the greatest joys in life is being able to help people financially. Relieving that stress of them, being able to help them out. If you are so, and it doesn't even have to be monetarily, financially. If you are so busy and worn out from a, having to work a job that you hate because you're unsuccessful, and you have to have two jobs to try and support yourself, well, then you have no time to be able to help a friend move a couch. Or be there when they need comforting. If your health sucks... You're going to be a burden on your family, especially once you get old. If your health really sucks, you're going to die young and abandon your family and they're all going to have to march on life without you. Or even worse, you become a drain on their life. You become a burden on their life because of your poor health choices because you couldn't bother to go to the gym or to not eat as much sugar and junk. So back to goals because... Essence, this is a goal-setting book. 
Mistake number one, you set your sights too low. If you set a small goal, uh, I don't remember who said this line, but I won't have, the quote is something along the lines of, I won't have a problem if you set a big goal and miss. I will have a problem if you set a small goal and hit. If you set a small goal and achieve the small goal, it doesn't matter. It's a small goal. Now, I've talked about in previous episodes about the low bar, high bar method. That's a very important method for goal setting. And I've talked about the law of momentum, doing small goals to get yourself going. But if your big life goal is to be able to make just enough money so that way you can cover all of your bills, well then that's a pretty sad existence. And that's most people's existence. Most people work just hard enough at a job that pays just enough and they spend just little enough, they don't, or just enough so that way they drain their money every single month. Mistake number two, underestimating how much action is required. If you want to achieve a goal, expect to work your face off for the goal because nothing is going to go according to plan and you are never going to be able to accurately estimate how much effort is going to be involved in it. Common mistake number three, spending too much time competing and not dominating. This goes into the aspect of average. If you are putting in the same amount of work to try and be the same level of competitiveness as your competitors, whether this is Let's talk about dating. If you are the average Joe Schmo, you probably haven't worked on your social skills at all. We're covering social skills and relationships next year. Um, you haven't worked on your social skills at all. You don't go out regularly. Your chances of meeting a girl are the random girl that your buddy happens to know. And you're competing with all the other millions of Joe Schmoes out there. When you're competing with everyone, you're going to be spending most of your time competing for scraps. Whereas if you take the massive action, focus on trying to dominate your sector, this is in business, relationships, whatever, if you try and take massive action to dominate, you become the prize. You become the person that everyone wants to work with. You become the person everybody likes because you took the massive action to dominate instead of just compete. Competing is for average people, and average people live miserable lives. Now, that's also not saying you can't have a quote-unquote average life of a small house and a family and a job. The average person in that scenario is miserable, but if you're extremely happy in that scenario, you've won. Happiness is the goal. Common mistake number four, underestimating the amount of adversity that you will have to overcome. Like I already mentioned, you nothing's going to go right. Everything is going to be a slap in the face. Your first business is going to fail, almost 100% guaranteed. Most millionaires were financially bankrupt at one point. Like literally filed for a bankruptcy bankrupt. I've been bankrupt, and I'm really good with money. I didn't actually file for bankruptcy, but I, I, I had no money. Health-wise... You're not going to be able to get that dream physique in a month. You're probably not going to get that dream physique within a year. Especially if you are really, really unhealthy looking. 
It took you years to get to that stage. It'll take you years to get out. Dating. You are going to get rejected so many times. Anything that you do, you're going to face a ton of adversity, and it's fine. That's part of life. Expect it. Count on it. Learn to bear it. Any goal you set is going to be difficult to achieve, so why not set them high at the beginning? A big goal is going to be a pain in the butt to achieve, just like a little goal is going to be a pain in the butt to achieve, so might as well go for the big goal. Most people feel like they're working and not pursuing their passion because the payoff isn't big enough. I don't remember if he talked about it in this book, but you are going to be real miserable and not motivated to haul a 50-pound bag of rice on your back in the rain 100 feet. But if it's a 50-pound child and you're running them on your back to the hospital a mile away in the rain, you are going to do that because the motivation behind it is different. There's a bigger reason behind. The task is the same. You're hauling 50 pounds on your back in the rain for a distance. But one has meaning, one does not. And you're going to be working your entire life regardless. You are either going to be working on your own goals and dreams, or you are going to be used by others for... And they will give you money in exchange for helping them achieve their goals and dreams. That's called a job. Now... You can become really successful working a job as long as that job is part of the function of you achieving your goals and dreams. But most people, their job pays for them to waste the money that they've earned, try and self-medicate the miserable life they're existing because they have no purpose and they have to work a job they hate. Now for some accountability. Never reduce the goal. Never reduce the target. And Do not explain away the failure. If you didn't do what you needed to do to achieve the target, then you need to do more. Next, don't diminish the importance of success. I've already talked about how success is is vital. Success is important. Not being successful is selfish. People will say success isn't everything. Well, of course not. But it is important. And diminishing the importance with Saying things like, success isn't everything, gives you an excuse. Saying success isn't important is a, is a loser's excuse to not put in the effort. It's a self-rationalization that, oh, money's not important, marriage isn't important, health isn't important, happiness isn't important, because I don't want to put in the work that is required for those things. Not being successful is selfish. It is your duty to be successful. Success is not an option. That's why I've done this podcast, The Principles of Success, so you know how to be successful. That's why I cover these book reviews, so that way you don't have to read the books, and you can get the key principles out of the books. Because not everyone has the speed reading capabilities that I do. Or, more accurately, speed listening. I don't actually read. Next, if someone has been successful, you can too. There is somebody that is successful that has the same problems you do in any category of life. There's lots of broke people that became super wealthy. There's lots of socially awkward people that built really great relationships and social skills. There's lots of employees who became entrepreneurs. There's lots of failed entrepreneurs who became excellent employees. There's lots of fat people who became healthy. There's lots of skinny people who became healthy. Use them as motivation. 
find the people that are came from your circumstances. Don't say, well, you don't have this problem. You, you have privileges that I don't. Find the people who are like you and use them as inspiration. Next, let's talk about taking more action than is reasonable. If people are not commenting on how much action you're taking, like for instance, I don't know how you're doing all of that, you're not taking enough action. I don't know how you go to the, and it doesn't have to be major, because a lot of people are average. I don't know how you go to the gym five days a week. I don't know how you make podcasts, run businesses, and do all this other stuff. Write books, because action and hard work go all the way back to the first season and listen to the principles of action and hard work. Those are your unfair advantage. Those are the one thing that you can control. The more action you take, the more results you'll get. And you have to become obsessed. You have to become willing to do what is needed no matter what and constantly be thinking about what you need to do. And again, I'm not just talking about financial stuff. I'm constantly thinking about how to have more fun with my friends and building better relationships with them. I take lots of action to build healthy relationships. I build lots of, take lots of action to build a healthy body. I take lots of action to make lots of money. I take lots of action to make sure that I can sleep comfy at night. Being obsessed isn't a disease, it's a gift. When you are obsessed with success, in all aspects of life, your life becomes beautiful. So what goal would cause you to get obsessed? And this can be a business goal. This can be a health goal. This can be a relationship goal. Wouldn't it be just awesome if you could build an epic relationship with somebody who just loves you and cares for you and you just enjoy spending time with them? Well, you're going to have to get obsessed about pursuing that goal and work on your social skills so that way you can be of benefit to them so that way they can then reciprocate it to you. And it doesn't ever stop. Now, I've talked about the law of momentum and the principle of, I don't remember how I phrased it, the principle of the plates, the principle of maintenance. It takes a, most of the energy in launching a rocket into space happens within the first couple of seconds. It's that first initial lift. You can take tons and tons of action, and you'll constantly be taking tons and tons of action, but don't think the energy expenditure that you're doing right now is what it takes to maintain that tons and tons of action, or to maintain the goals once you've achieved them. Now, you can't slack off. You it, life it, Success is like a garden. You have to constantly be uh, weeding it. You have to keep working. But don't get overwhelmed by, oh, it's really hard right now. Maybe it's too hard and I'll quit. Keep going. Keep taking lots of action. You need to approach everything with the attitude that it can be done. You need to believe that you will be able to figure it out. You will need to believe that you are able to take the amount of action required to be able to achieve it. When you have a failure, it doesn't stop you from being able to take action. If you lose your business, if you lose all your money, you go through a breakup. Just because those things happen doesn't mean you can't keep taking action to either repair what was lost or to build new. So don't worry about how much work it is. Think about how great the results will be. Because if you commit now, commit first, you can figure out the details later. Don't worry about having everything planned out, though I like planning everything out. I am very much a hyper planner. I 
have contingencies for my contingencies, but I also take lots of action. Lots of people use planning as an excuse not to take action. So commit to the goal now and then figure it out as you go. Because taking massive action is the only way to fulfill your true potential, to be a gift to this world, to have a wonderful, fulfilling life with lots of amazing relationships, success, and health. And so, with that, I am going to end today's book review and the final book review of this season of Financial Principles. Next season, we are talking about relationships and social skills. So, you all have a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year's. And I will see you all next year where we talk about one of the most important attributes of success. I'll see you all later. Goodbye.